it's time for some podcast reviews. Kalyle91. Seriously, there are so many helpful topics covered. My go-to podcast on all things self-help. Hells yeah, girl. All right, guys, this is truth-telling time. I'm going to admit that I was one of those girls that would go to the gym and wear my underwear and really, really tight pants and not even realize that my underwear line was showing until my husband very kindly and sweetly pointed it out to me one day. Um, I didn't realize, sadly, what a big no-no that was until I got slightly older and realized people were just snickering behind my back. But I love that I now know it and I look for things that are seamless so that my underwear doesn't show anymore. Um, which is why I'm actually really freaking excited to join up with Ebby. Now, Ebby is a seamless underwear membership company co-founded by the all-time badass actress and entrepreneur, Sophia Vergara. Let's face it, that woman is badass. She knows what she's talking about. And let's face it, also, she has an amazing booty. So if that woman is wearing seamless underwear, I am in. So let me tell you a bit more about Ebby and their membership. Not only does their membership keep your underwear drawer fresh, uh, but also what I freaking love about this company is what they believe and stand for. So 10% of every Ebby purchase funds business loans for women around the freaking world. Like that's so freaking mind-blowing because empowering women, guys, to me, is absolutely freaking essential, just like underwear. So guys, if you're interested in seamless, effortless, and smooth underwear check out ebby's membership now ebby's membership gives you access to exclusive members only offers free shipping limited edition prints and weekly power tips on confidence getting shit done and living the life of your dreams so talk about utter alignment with another company i freaking love what they believe in and what they stand for they are fiercely committed to creating a positive impact so guys get your butt over huh and join ebby's membership or shop seamless ebby panties so guys get 20 percent off your very first order by clicking the link in our episode show notes and using the discount code impact 20 once again to get 20 percent off your very first order click the link in our episode show notes and use discount code impact 20 so learn more about ebby at join and until next time put on your seamless underwear and be the hero of your own life peace out don't make me extraordinary to let yourself off the hook let me repeat that guys don't make me extraordinary to let yourself off the hook. These words from today's woman of impact, Lisa Nichols, changed my life when I first heard them a few years ago now. It was like her words vibrated, shifted the earth, and finally shook me awake. Think about it. All this time, I had looked at the Serena Williams, the Lady Gargas, and the Oprahs of the world and dismissed them as being talented or extraordinary in order to let myself off the hook for not putting in the hard work, time, and sacrifice it would take to get to their level. I mean, I, I'm literally giving myself chills. But realizing it, guys, is the easy part. Facing your insecurities, weaknesses, and ego in order to get better is the difficult part. How do we get back up when we fall time and time again? How do we keep showing up when all we want to do is freaking hide? How do we walk into rooms when doors keep closing? Well, today's guest has the answers. Her courage, determination, and no excuse mindset took her from not getting above a C in school due to dyslexia to writing six best-selling books from being a single mother impacting her one son to one of the most requested motivational speakers impacted over 80 million people worldwide. From being on government aid to starting her own non-profit helping hundreds of thousands of teens. And from unable to afford diapers with just 12 bucks in her bank account to leading a multi-million dollar enterprise. So get ready to be inspired, lead, and transform with the effervescent legend herself, Lisa Nichols. Oh, wow, wow, wow. Thank you. That feels good. Thank you so much for the time and effort and the acknowledgement of my body of work and my intention. 
Oh, girl, seriously. When I had um, come in contact with you, I'd met you a few years ago, maybe now four or five years ago, you shook my world. And so where I want to start was thank you for coming on the show, especially at a time like this with the way the world is turning, with COVID and with Black Lives Matter. There's a lot of just unknown, um, unexpected occurrences. Um, And so um, I've heard you talk about the unwelcomed interruptions. And so a lot of us have all these plans of what we're about to do and our goals and our dreams and we're on the path. And then the unexpected happens. And a lot of people I am finding are going into a space which I would call complacency, but I've Mm. heard you beautifully speak about the confusion between self-love and complacency and where people are calling something self-love, but actually it's them being complacent and not then taking action. And because I see you as the queen of action, help us all, Lisa, help us all. Yes. Well, you know, I, I, first of all, thank you for having me. Thank you for creating the space for the conversation, the awareness, the disruption, the call to action and the challenge, because that's what you experienced several years ago when you saw me with your wonderful husband is that I was, I'm willing to inspire, but I want to inspire to a place of disrupting. I want to disrupt any form of mediocrity in your sales, right? I want I want mediocrity to be uncomfortable in the space that you're in. And so um, so coming to you, talking about complacency, we have a tendency to analyze where we think we should be and never move forward of where we could be because we're busy analyzing. Benjamin Franklin says, comparison is and will always be the thief of all your joy. We not only analyze where we are, Lisa, but we analyze where the person next to us and the other person next to us. We analyze, we're so we're such a comparison community. You know, you talked about, you know, looking at Oprah and looking at Lady Gaga and looking at all these heroes. And while we need them as a marker of possibility, and that's all we are. We're, we're each a marker of possibility for one another, right? And it gives us the ability to go, what part in my soul, what part in my mindset, what part in my daily behavior do I have an opportunity to up-level so I can touch a glimpse of my own greatness that I witnessed in her possibility? Looking at it that way, everyone becomes fuel to your journey. In this season, we have to watch out. Because society in the conversation is saying, hold off, wait. Let's make sure everything's safe for you to live. Well, I think the counter should be, no, I'm going to live. I'm going to live safely. I'm going to live responsibly. I'm just going to pivot the way I live right now for this climate. I'm not going to go into hibernation and wait. I'm not going to, and I'm not saying to disrupt the safety protocols. I'm not saying that. My business has grown about 15% over the last five months, which is insane. It's just, it's insane. Like I look at it and go, what the heck happened? Well, what happened is I'm always looking for what, where do I need to pivot? I'm not waiting for what the world is going to tell me. I'm going, okay, wait, what do people need right now? Always operate from a place of service. That's number one. So it wasn't what business opportunity can I have right now? It wasn't how can my business grow right now? My question when everything hit was how can I serve people where they are right now? So I did 30 days of a diet of possibility to counter all of the other things that you're ingesting on the news. Let me give you 30 days of a diet of possibility. And every day for 30 days, I went on and I just did 15 minutes of possibility. And so I want to invite people to go, hold on. If I called myself to touch the best version of myself, even during COVID, during Black Lives Matter, if I say I'm protecting my memories of myself, that my memories of myself 20 years from now will be based on the action that I'm in today. I want you to get that. That's kind of like some crazy, deep sidewinder <laughs> stuff. Like- <laughs> I love that so much, though, because I'm, I'm such a fan of everyone tell, has a story to tell, right? And yeah. we look back at the story we had, but we don't focus as much on the story we're currently writing. Yes. Yes. My grandmother says she's 91 years old. 
And my grandmother says, sweetheart, you're supposed to sit in your favorite chair and tell the story of your life. But right now, you and I, everyone that can hear my voice, you're supposed to do one thing. You're supposed to make sure that the story is going to be good to tell. Now, I add to that, you are not writing your life story. You're writing your legacy story. When you look at the people who made it possible for a young girl like you and a young girl like me to come together, look at us. We're crossing cultural lines. We're crossing geographical lines. We may be crossing religious and spiritual lines, social economic lines. We're crossing every line that our great, great grandmothers could not cross. And we're crossing those lines right now, Lisa, because someone had the courage the audacity, they had the shego, the ego, the humility and the calling to write their legacy, not just their life story. That's even bigger. Your life story lives while you live and it's your life story. You read it at the end. It's your eulogy. Your legacy feeds young girls, young boys, black, white, Asian, Latino, gay and straight who are not even born yet. That's big living. And I don't know if I'll do it. I don't, I'm not sure if my life is going to have a legacy that impacts generations after I'm gone, but I'm going to spend this lifetime shooting for it. I love that. And talk to me actually then about not knowing, because I think a lot of people um, will be like, I need to cross that finish line to kind of give myself that, you know, congratulations. But I love that the notion of you're never going to be done. If you're really in it for, you know, if you have purpose and the result, you're never done. That right there. Now, I'm going to say something that might disrupt people, but that's who I am. Your ego wants to know about the finish line first. That's ego. That's And, and it actually is more selfish than service. So it's saying, if I know where I'm going, and if I know that it's going to work, and if I like how it's going to end up, then I'll play full out. What? Do you think Martin Luther King played like that? Do you think Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks, do you think Oprah played like that? Like these individuals said, I'm going to play full out. And so when you say, I'm going to do it, I'm willing to live in the unknown. I'm willing to confront the uncomfortable. By the way, the unknown is uncomfortable for all of us. So don't think that I'm backstroking in, in the unknown and I love it. But you have to be more obedient. You have to be more living in your conviction to be a disruption to the way life is today. And and here's what I, I realized. People want to get clear before they fully get in action. And that's what you're seeing right hmm. now. People want to get clear be- before they fully get in action. Well, guess what? Clarity follows action. So when you get in action, clarity is revealed. So people are waiting. I'm going to wait. I'm just, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till I get clear to, full, to play full out. I'm going to wait till I get clear. And then Clarity is going, I'm just going to wait till you get an action to reveal some more clarity to you because clarity isn't revealed from a dump truck. Clarity is revealed in a spoonful, but you have to be in action with the previous spoonful that you received in order to get the next spoonful. So you're trying to see 2000 miles down the road and 2000 miles is waiting for you to take 200 steps. I'm so with you, girl. There's a phrase that I always say that is, um, I speak so I can understand, not so I can be understood. Mm -hmm. And so it's me in real time when I talk, it's so that I can start to understand myself. And a lot of people won't speak until like what you said, that they, they, think to themselves, I've got it. I know it. And now I'm going to speak out. And especially right now with the way the world is, there's so much uncertainty that I think it actually serves us to speak up and talk about things so that as time goes on, I can understand myself more. Yeah. Yeah. And if you understand right now, the soil has been tilled. So we were all in our old thinking and our old stinking thinking, shrinking thinking and our old limited thinking and all of our, 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 our little nuances of the world. Our dirt was hard, meaning our mindset, just this is how I think, this is how life is. Life is just this way. Black people having that mindset, white people having that mindset, women, men, people of color, brown, everyone just come, this is the way it is. And then you have a massive, massive disruption like this required because now 
all of the hard dirt, hard mindset, thoughts, belief systems, way of living. Now it's all tealed and it's all turned upside down. Well, what happens before you can plant new seeds? You have to till the dirt. You have to disrupt the hard dirt, not comfortable, hard to experience, hard to do, difficult to live through. You till all this dirt. And before you plant a new seed, it looks like an explosion has occurred around us, which is what it looks like right now. Social explosion, mindset explosion, racial explosion, blame game explosion, political explosion, health explosion, everything is disrupted. That's the soil that's been tilled and everything is unearthed. And then in the months and years to come, if we do our part, we will plant new seeds and for the first time in many, many years, 50, 60, 70, 80, 100 years, the, the, the soil is tilled enough, hashtag disrupted enough, where the seed can actually get in. It can actually take root. And then we water it. We water it with consciousness. We water it with confrontational conversations, carefrontational conversations. We water it with courageous cultural conversations. We water it with awareness, cultural intimate proximity conversations and experience. We water it with, with, with just education. We water it with action. And then maybe not in your or my lifetime, maybe so. But we got to be willing, even if it's not in our lifetime, to sprout a new tree of possibility, a new tree of connection, a new tree of awareness, a new tree of cultural sensitivity, a new tree of equality, a new tree of health and wellness. So we are at the very beginning of farming a new way of being, a new way of living. Is it possible? Yes. Is it hard work? Yes. Is it disruptive? Heck yes. Is it, is it, is it taking too much time? Yeah. Are we impatient? Yeah. And we would not be here if someone didn't plant a seed 60 years ago. We, you and I would not be here. Wow. Um, that's so powerful. And I want to take it further because you are the perfect example of speaking truth and living truth. So in saying all of that, people that are listening, right, I'm sure they want to just, just like me, want to jump up and scream, hell yeah, Lisa. And then I switch off the video. I, I stop listening to motivation things and I'm by myself. And all I have is that internal voice that is very yeah. much fearful of the struggle ahead that um, yeah. wants to soothe me in every way, which means hide, don't confront, don't address the truth, um, don't try anything because, hey, if you fail, you're, you are a failure. All these words and feelings start right. to um, bubble up. So Lisa, when you were in those situations, when you were, you know, a single mother, no one knew who you were and your, your office was your tiny, tiny closet that could just about fit a table. How do you self-soothe? Like, what is that? What does it actually look like to do it? Because I agree, if we can all do it, the outcome will be beautiful, but we all get right. it in, in our own way. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the, we are, a. uh, uh calamity of dysfunctional experiences. There's not one person breathing. I don't care. I don't care what television they're on, how many followers they have. There's not one person breathing who isn't managing their own dysfunction. I don't care what they tell you. If they tell you they don't have it, they are lying. Right now, what our job is, is to not try to deny the dysfunction is to learn how to be with the dysfunction and still be a major service to our families and to society with the dysfunction. I know that sounds uncomfortable to hear, but heck, we are all managing our feeling of insecurity or we're managing our, our, our active comparison. We're managing our chatter. Am I good enough? Am I smart enough? Am I pretty enough? Am I young enough? So many times people would tell me how great I was and I go, God, they have no idea about my past and how much I struggled. And I thought that if they knew that, that would discount who I was. I was so afraid to go on Oprah. I remember the night before going on Oprah, I'm like, they're going to find out that I have issues. The smart <laughs> 
the smartest thing I did was just begin to yell from the mountaintop, hey, I have issues. I have major issues. I just have learned how to manage my issues and still be of service with my issues, with my dysfunction. I've learned how to perfectly manage my imperfection. Now, that's not to put Lisa down and that's not to put you down. That's to say it's okay to bring your imperfection to the table. It's okay to let your imperfection touch extraordinary behavior. It's okay for them to coexist. It's okay to live in a constant duality. You're going to have moments where you doubt. Notice the moment. You're going to have moments when you question yourself. Notice the moment. Rise above yourself. I call it the ballerina moment. Rise above yourself and act as if you have an eye in the palm of your hand. Look down at yourself and go, ah, you're doing that thing again. (laughs) You know, that thing you do when you start saying I'm not good enough, that thing you do. I used to do that to myself because I would walk in the room and I'd be the only black person. Like, are they cool with me being here? Is there anyone going to say any one of those awkward? So I would ballerina myself and go, ah, there you go again, Lisa, getting uncomfortable in your skin. Invite the entire you in the room. And if anyone has a challenge with that, allow them to manage that. That's not your job. So don't take on someone else's discomfort with your presence. So be okay with that. Don't try to outrun it. And don't get, don't get, um, don't get daunted or thrown off because it's present. It's present everywhere you are, everywhere you go, there you are. All of you, all of you, your brilliance and your insecurities, your powerful self-talk and your chatter. And so the idea is to understand when are you in your most powerful way? And when you feel like you're sliding out, you need to have neuro-linguistic programming in place. And that's an anchor to tell you, ah, you slipped out, let's get back in. Now for me, I have two anchors. One, I raise my hand above and then I look down at myself. You notice how I keep looking down? Because I literally say my Mm -hmm. eye is right here and I'm looking down at little Lisa because little Lisa shows up and she gets in big Lisa's way. Right. And little Lisa is my 21 year old who was insecure. She's my 13, my 16 year old who didn't know she was dyslexic. She's my 25 year old who had this beautiful body, but didn't quite have the maturity to match it. And all this attention coming from men. She's so many parts of me and I bring her on the journey. And when she starts coming into the foreplay and she's interrupting things because she's scared, she's frustrated, she's lonely. She still comes in. I rise above and I know this looks crazy and I'm not like all woo woo. I'm a real practical girl. I rise above. I look down at her and I go, I understand you're scared. I understand you're frustrated. I understand you're angry, but you have to let me lead. I've studied. I've worked. I've went, I've got education for us. Let me guide us. So I talk to my little Lisa. I let her live. I tell her all the time. You can ride along on this journey, but you have to stay in the back seat and let me drive. (laughs) So you have to be willing to confront your own self, talk to your own self, and then ask for help. Ask for help. Send out an SOS signal and have someone who's only committed to your highest consciousness to be able to throw you a lifeline. So that's two parts. That was amazing. One question I actually have though, is if you're um, going for, you know, accepting your true self and then going to rise above it, how do you then rise above it? Because I think a lot of people get stuck in the accept myself, accept the feelings, accept the emotion, but there isn't that drive to get past it. To step out of that takes the hard freaking work. So how do you get, how do you do that? So number one, you have to begin with the end in mind. So you have to know where you want to end up. So I'm going to tell you something that I did a long time ago. And if you're bold, the bold and the courageous will do it. And everyone else, this is just entertainment for you. But write your legacy or write your eulogy. (laughs) Start the sentence with, here lies a woman who. And what did you do while you were here? You got to get so sold out on what you haven't done yet 
What you haven't done yet has to call you to your greatest version. What you haven't done yet has to get you out of the sinking sand. What you haven't done yet has to be so powerful, Lisa, that it it calls you to confront yourself. But if you don't know what that is, you can make it all up and you can be totally wrong, but be totally wrong with some like badass stuff, like be totally (laughs) amazing things. You can be wrong, but you better set an intention that's so freaking off the chart, off the chart. My intention when I wrote my eulogy 22 years ago, here lies a woman who connected humanity. Here lies a woman who who inspire people to reach across color lines, religious lines, geographical lines, and social economic lines. Here lies a woman who inspire people to live soulfully. Here lies a woman who supported, inspired, and saved thousands of teen lives. Here lies a woman who gave her life to the greater cause of healing for others. I just kept saying, here lies a woman who, here lies a woman who, here lies a woman who. And I said stuff who, I had no idea how I'd do it. I don't know how I'm going to do that. Like, that's crazy. At the time that I said it, here lies a woman who helped to heal all of humanity. When I first said that, I was in Inglewood, California, girl. I had not left, I had not left LA County. I had never spoken to an audience that wasn't all black. I had never spoken to an audience that was was of different religions. I didn't know how I was going to do it. So the way you do it is one, what are you going to do when you're standing, when you're flying, when you're soaring? What will you do? And you need to hold that in a space where it can get you from a seated position. You look up at the you you're becoming. You look up at the woman, the man that you claim that you know yourself to be, but you gotta write it. You gotta design it. You gotta feel it. I felt it. I felt it in my bones. And when I couldn't get the entire glimpse, I just took a piece of it. So Lisa, you don't have to get the entire glimpse. Just get a piece of it. That's that 200 steps. Don't look for 2,000 steps. Mm. Look for 200 steps. Look for 20 steps. Heck, look for two steps. Look for two steps. Be okay with two steps because you have to watch out. We also use the need to know everything as an excuse to sit still. Right. We use it as an excuse to sit still. So call yourself. Call yourself out. And here's the other thing that I recommend you do. I've been doing this now for 16 years. I get an account, a true accountability community. I get an accountability community where I share with them, here's what I want to do in the next 18 months. I never do a year because a year can go by so fast. I do 18 months to three years. Here's who I, here's who I expect to be. And here are the results I expect to be producing. I don't just talk about here's what I want to do. Here's the results I expect. You talked about me being action-oriented. I'm radically action. Here are the results I expect to produce in the world. Here are my goals. Here are my intentions. Hold me to that. If you really want to get up and turn your crawl into a walk, turn your walk into a run, and turn your run into a sore, right? One, write the ending. Here lies a woman who, and then get an accountability community and then hold yourself to a sense of neuro-linguistic programming. What do you do when you feel like you're sinking? What can you do? What will disrupt that? What's the pattern interrupt? Neuro-linguistic programming says, insert a pattern interrupt, interrupt the pattern. If you feel yourself sinking, interrupt the pattern, call in a lifeline, call yourself to who you say you're becoming. Have someone hold you accountable to the greatest version of yourself. Live in constant duality with your imperfection, with your dysfunction. Let them meet each other. Let your brilliance meet your dysfunction. Like, hey, dysfunction. (laughs) Hey, issues. How are you? So today, issues. Today, insecurity. Today, competition and comparison. Today, what we're going to do is we're going to spend today writing content so that individuals who are stuck can find the best version of them. I'm gonna ask you to sit in the back seat while I do this. Like literally, don't wait until you have touched some form of perfection. It's not coming. 
If you own your own business, when an employee leaves your company, whether on good terms or bad, it can feel, I hate to say it, but it actually can feel personal, like you and you alone are the one to blame. And it actually may even trigger you to lock down your business, not open yourself up and not actually risk trying anyone else. Like you actually would your heart after a bad breakup and avoid looking for that new partner altogether. Well, let's face it, sometimes we can do that with hires as well. And trust me, guys, I've been there. I get the thought of bringing in a new stranger into your business actually fills your heart with more anxiety than it does love and joy. But when you post your jobs on LinkedIn, you can actually feel the confidence that you will find the right person for the right job fast because LinkedIn isn't actually just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion billion with a B professionals, which makes it the best place to hire because guys, it gives you access to professionals that you actually can't find anywhere else. And so LinkedIn does all that while making the process easy and intuitive, which then makes hiring with confidence easy when you have that many quality candidates. And it's so easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get qualified candidates within 24 hours. So post your jobs for free at linkedin.com slash Lisa. That's linkedin.com slash Lisa to post your job for utterly free. And of course, terms and conditions always apply. As an entrepreneur, one of the biggest challenges you will face is the negative voice in your head. You know who I'm talking about? That maybe not so small part of you that loudly doubts your abilities to actually pull the things off and make a living from your passion project. But you've got to overcome that negative voice in your head, homie, because I'm telling you, you can do it especially if you use Shopify. Now, Shopify is an all-in-one global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From launching your business to hitting a million dollars, Shopify has got you completely covered. And with all the built-in Magic AI award-winning customer service and the internet's best converting checkout, you have everything you need to shut down the voice of doubt and make all your amazing business dreams a reality. That's exactly why, guys, I love Shopify. So if you want to start growing your business with more customers and sales, shut that negative voice down and prove her wrong that you can do it, Shopify is here for you. So go and sign up for just $1 a month with your trial period at shopify.com slash Lisa, all lowercase. Again, guys, you can go to shopify.com slash Lisa right now to grow your business no matter where you are and what stage it's in. That's shopify.com slash Lisa. I love that. I actually also do that with my negative voice. So I, I was never, I always tried to fight it, right? Oh, how do I stop it? How do I stop it? How do I stop it? Yeah. Eventually I realized, Lisa, you, you, you've tried for 40 years to stop it. You still can't. So yeah. what if I, what if it became my friend? And now yeah. it's like, hello, right. Hello, friend. What are you trying to tell me? All right. Now go and sit in the corner, right? Like I, so, I so love that. Yeah. And then expose it because right. when you expose it, it actually minimizes it. So one of the things I'm committed to doing this is to help people find their power place through finding their power voice, right? I've built a career, a lifestyle. I've touched so many people using my voice, my power voice. But Lisa, for so many years, I didn't have it. I didn't know I had it. I didn't know how to hone it. I didn't know how to use it. I didn't know how to turn it up. I didn't know how to craft it. I didn't know that it didn't have to be in a certain way. And so I'm committed now to help people find their power voice, but to help them give themselves permission to have a power voice and then to hone the skill sets. Cause there's a skill set that reaches across cultural lines. There's a skill set that reaches across generational lines. You want to touch young people. That's a skill set. That's that's it, it's two things. It's a a personal development and personal mastery awareness that allows you to give yourself permission to do that. The first thing, Lisa, is you have to give yourself permission to have something to say. Hello. You have to give yourself permission to be worthy of being heard. You have to give yourself permission to have had that history, that background, all of that dysfunction and still be the perfect person for such a time as this. You're perfect for such a time as this. No one can bring it like you can bring it. No one can deliver it like you can deliver it. No one can touch the world, the world of one or world of 100 or world of 100,000 the way you can. You are a unique, unrepeatable miracle. No one can do you better than you. 
So the first part is giving yourself permission to show up, shine, and show out. Oh, that's very, very powerful, girl. Um, you said that everyone needs to give themselves over a thousand second chances because yeah. we're gonna fail, we're gonna try something, we're good, we're not gonna do it very well, and to give ourselves the grace to get back up and say, "All right, that was number two hundred thirty-two." Um, I think is so beautiful. And um, I heard you tell the story about how you every year of your son's birthday you would almost give yourself grace to fail that year. Talk Happy birthday, Jelani! Now remember, this is my first time being the mother of a nine-year-old. Happy birthday, Jelani. Now remember, son, this is my first time being the mother of a 13-year-old. Happy birthday, Jelani. Now remember, son, this is my first time being the mother of a 17-year-old. And can I tell you, when he turned 18, I'm not sure what I did, but I made some dumb decision and it hurt his feelings and I felt really bad. And I went into his room and, you know, now he's 6'2 and I'm like, I'm, I'm sorry, son. I, 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 I wasn't thinking. I apologize. And my son looked up at me and he said, it's okay, mom. It's your first time being the mother of an 18 year old. Grace, grace, giving yourself grace to, to do it a thousand times. And, and if you learned the lesson, was it really a failure? We're willing to pay money. We're willing to pay hard earned money to go to school, to get an education. What do you think life lessons look like? It, it's wrapped in what looks like a failure. But if you pull the lesson out, then I got a lesson. All my mistakes, all my errors, all my failures gave me some form of information. And I pulled that information out and I applied it to the future version of myself. Man, I'd rather live a life all day long where I have a gazillion failures because that means I leaped a gazillion time. And, and if you want to see the finish line before you ever leap, then you're not trusting your own wings. And only three things can happen if you leap and you fall. You either fall and you spring up. You either fall and then you catch flight and you never hit the ground and you fly. Or you fall really hard, splat, you lick your wounds, you stretch out a little bit and you go, okay, well, that hurt. Next. <laughs> freaking again, you're a gladiator. We're in this for the long haul. We're not one and done. We've never been one and done. Your human spirit is unbreakable. Your human spirit is unshakable. Your human spirit is unstoppable. Now your, 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 your heart gets broken. Your body gets weary. I'm not saying that that's not true. Your emotions get engaged. I'm not saying that's not true. You feel daunted. You feel out of, you feel out of energy. You do. It's real. And then there's more in you. There's more in you. I promise you, you will blow your own mind. I tell people now, I'm not in the goal setting business. I'm in the blow my own mind business <laughs> now because I'm blown away with what we can do. I'm a little girl from South Central LA. I'm a little dyslexic girl who, who wasn't supposed to be in Kazakhstan and Croatia and, and Swaziland, who wasn't supposed to teach in Ireland, who wasn't supposed to have lunch with the queen of Swaziland or sit across from Oprah or sit across from Larry King or our support and coach beside Dr. Phil. I, I was a little girl who was insecure, uncomfortable in my mocha skin and my full lips with my round hips and my kinky hair. I was a little girl who, who at 19, I was suicidal. I was, I had a hand full of Tylenol, contemplate extra strength Tylenol, contemplating suicide, Lisa. I was a young woman too pained, too pained with her memories of being molested as a child by her babysitter's son. I, I was tormented by the thought as they came flooding back into my memories. I was a young woman in so much pain. I felt like checking out through suicide would be easier than living. So I know what it feels like to feel daunted and to feel like the memories or the conversation of the world around me called my life is overwhelming. I know her. But when you get a glimmer, either through your own eyes or through someone else's eyes, because someone else can see for you sometimes what you can't even see for yourself. 
And in those days when they can see more for you, borrow their lenses. <laughs> Don't look at yours. Put on their lenses. And someone saw something in me. And I promise you, I didn't see it in me initially. They kept telling me, you got potential. I kept saying, what is potential? I don't know what that is. What do you see? I see a young girl who's in pain. I see a young girl who's sick and tired of being sick and tired. I see a young girl who's in this dark skin that no one seems to celebrate on television. There are no supermodels that look like me. I got these full lips and these round hips and no one is saying a size eight or a size 10 is beautiful. I got this kinky hair. No one is telling me that kinks and curls and coils are beautiful. Oh, it might've gotten popular later. <laughs> I tell people all that stuff is beautiful now, but I've been having to carry for over 50 years. And so I was stuck in this conversation that I know you're speaking of, Lisa. I was stuck in this reality that looked like my dysfunction and, and, and what God gave me was holding me back. And then someone else told me something I'd never heard. You can be amazing. You have what it takes. I do. You get to get up. I can again and again and again. For real? Your failure can feed your future. Really? It's in your failure that your greatness will be born. Huh? That even with all your imperfections and your issues, you're perfect for the calling on your life. And the calling on your life will never be passed on to someone else. It will always be yours. Really? With all my stuff and all my imperfection and all my dysfunction and all my insecurities, I get to be great? Your human spirit is waiting on you to give it an assignment, a bold, bodacious, audacious, ginormous, scary assignment that is going to take you a lifetime to live out. Lisa, what made you believe them? When you've had such hardship in life, this and someone comes to you and tells you that, most people either wouldn't believe them or just thinks it's BS or believes them but doesn't take action and then just uses it as emotional soothing um, without actually then taking action. So what was it that um, then happened? I treated my life like the court of law. That's all they want is evidence. So I began to look for little small pieces of evidence. Something small, microscopic, not the length of my fingernail, just a little bit of evidence to tell me what they said was true. Just a little bit, Lisa, a little bit. And then I would hear someone say, wow, you inspired me. I did. One person, all I need is one. That's evidence. That's just evidence. I, I begin to sit in that closet that you talked about, that walk-in closet, call my office, and I begin to pick up the phone. And I said, Hi, my name is Lisa Nichols and I have a program for teenagers and I'd like to give it to you for free. And I was wondering if you would be willing to allow me to come in for two hours and teach your teens emotional literacy. I teach emotional literacy. Now, I had never really taught it, but I believed I could teach it. And I doubt and I doubt and I doubt and I doubt out of the yellow pages, Lisa, out of the <laughs> yellow and I got no, 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 thank you. No, no, thank you. I doubt, I doubt 20, 30, 40 people. And out of 40 people, I end up getting 10 maybes. And out of the 10 maybes, I got four yeses. Evidence. Hmm. Evidence. And then when I went and I would teach and now no one told me how to do this. I was making this all up. I'm Jelani, single mom. Um, we're just trying to change our life. I go, I teach, I ask them five questions. What did I teach today that you needed to hear? 
What will you use when you go home? Now, mind you, I'm teaching 12 year olds, 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 year olds. What will you go home and use with your family? Do you, did you want to come today? Would you like to come back? 100% of the, did you want to come today? Were no. 100% said they did not want to come. 96% said they wanted to come back. But if I'd only gotten 2%, Lisa, that was evident. Because here's what's happening. Your mind is going to produce whatever you ask it for. So if you ask your mind to produce reasons why you should stop, reasons why this isn't going to work, reasons why this shouldn't happen. If you ask your mind to produce that, your mind is going to give you that evidence. I never ask my mind to tell me why I should quit. I ask my mind to tell me, are they right when they said that I got something? I ask my mind to tell me, should I keep doing this? I ask my mind to show me why I was being sought after. I ask my mind for all the evidence to keep going. And the quality of your answer is completely determined by the quality of your question. A lot of people are getting unhealthy, unprosperous, unsupportive answers because they're asking low vibration questions. Why am I being targeted? Why people don't like me? Why is this happening to me? And then the universe gives you the answer. This is why it's happening to you. But if you change the quality of the question, what lesson am I learning right now? What lesson will I learn from this that I will take and run with forward? What parts of me are ready for this time? What contribution can I make during this time? Where are the allies that I can link up with? All of a sudden people show up and say, hey, sis, I'm here. Because the question, the question sent the vibration out to the universe that sent back the answer that I needed. And so I kept looking for small pieces, Lisa, small pieces of evidence that there was something in me some little nuance of something in me waiting to be born. Now, mind you, I didn't, my family didn't get it. My family were nervous. They're like, what are you doing? You're, 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 you're leaving your security of a job. You have a child now. You're doing these workshops with all white people. We don't know if they're going to they're gonna hurt you or harm you because that's not our history. Let's just be honest. It hasn't been this kumbaya across cultural lines. And here I am packing up my bags packing up my SUV and packing up my five-year-old son and moving from Los Angeles to San Diego for a dream that doesn't quite have context yet Mm. by myself, right? Everyone was afraid. And so let fear, let fear coexist with your dream. Don't wait for the fear to dissipate. Fear is just saying, I'm asking for more information. Fear is just saying, give me more. Give me something that allow me to dissipate. Okay, let's feed fear. Let's feed fear with information. Let's feed fear with partnership. Let's feed fear with techniques. Let's feed fear with experiences. I was willing to fall enough to, to until I stopped being afraid of falling. That's, oh God, that's so freaking strong. As you were listening, by the way, all the questions you need to um, ask yourself, those are so powerful because I really do believe perspective is everything and framing is everything. We all have a choice to look at something in a super negative stand, um, point of view yeah. or have a choice to see what good can come out of it. Not necessarily that that itself is great, but that if bad things do happen, what is the lesson you can learn? Um, the only other question that I would urge people to ask themselves is where can I follow Lisa Nichols and get more <laughs> of this freaking fire that this woman is spouting, girl? Like seriously, you are, there is a voice that needs to be heard right now. Obviously, I've been a huge fan of yours for many, many, um, many years. Um, where can people find you and all the amazing videos and everything that you're doing? Amen. Well, Number one, I, I want you to look out for the piece, the social justice piece that I will we'll be debuting. It literally is a mini movie. It's 15 minutes. The characters are a black woman of consciousness asking us to rise to another level and an angry white man and an angry black man who are just trying to find their way to each other. And it's a beautiful piece of carefrontation, confrontation, resolution, um, honesty. And so look out for that. It's going to, it's going to come out. It's, it's free. I'm, I want to put it out to the world. I'm going to ask your support sis to help me get it out. So that's a, that's a part of the, 
awareness that's going to come out. And, um, and it's my spoken word debut and it's, it's, that's it's so very beautifully disruptive. I was I literally nervous for the first time in years, really nervous about something, but I want to invite you to um, go to powerhouse speakers dot com powerhousespeakers.com and um, sign up to be on a wait list um, to for an event that I have coming up about honing and 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 using and elevating your voice in on whatever capacity as an entrepreneur as a social change agent as a parent as a business owner um, as someone in corporate America really the power of your voice um, that's really one of my callings is to teach people how to really own this thing and to move all of the mindset that could be limiting out of the way. Um, there's many juicy things coming up. I'm going to be hosting courageous cultural conversations um, uh, in a couple of months, right after the debut of the piece of poetry, the cinema that comes out, we're going to segue into courageous cultural conversations and really hold a uh, international global conversation on an ongoing basis. And then I'm going to begin to train leaders and teachers how to facilitate courageous cultural conversations. So, and I mind you, I knew none of this five months ago. <laughs> so when I did my year end strategy session, none of this was on the play, but to be willing to pivot in the time of need and to, and to rise to the occasion and say, put me in coach, I'm here, put me in coach. And that's what I've done. And so I'm going to be hosting courageous cultural conversations and I'm going to be teaching people how to host courageous cultural conversation. So to all my friends, sisters and brothers who've been going, okay, I want to do something. What? I, I, I may not be your answer, um, but I am one of your options. And I'm honored, Lisa, to be with you. It's my honor to have had you witnessing me and learning from me for years. And it's my honor at the next level to sit and be your guest on your show. And I just want to celebrate you that your journey has taken you from watching me to aligning with me and holding cyber hands with me, right? <laughs> holding some cyber hands with me. And so um, I love and appreciate you, who you are, who you've been, and who you're becoming. Girl, thank you. You have no idea how much that means to me. Thank you for taking the time to be on here and being so freaking impactful to my audience. I know how many people just have been begging and dying to see you on the show. So it is obviously extremely my honor to have you on here, girl. And however I can support, please do let me know. Amen. And to all of my sisters and brothers who have asked for me to be here, I thank you. Uh, I speak life into you. I speak restoration into you. I speak resiliency into you. I speak healing into you. Know that as you walk through this journey, as fluid and flexible as we must be, as uncertain as it is, you are not walking alone. We might be apart in distance, but we're connected in our hearts. I promise you that. I'm your sister in prosperity and possibility. And believe me when I say I love you because I do. Thank you. Guys, guys, there it is. Go check her out. This woman is not only just had the most beautiful soul, but she's so freaking badass. She doesn't use excuses. She holds herself accountable and she inspires everybody else to hold themselves accountable so they can then make the change in their own life. So go, go, go check this woman out. And until next time, guys, be the hero of your own life. Peace out.